eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, I got the thumbs up, so here we go. A podcast for you on this Wednesday. What's up, Albert? Oh, hi, Jerry. I was looking, uh, you know, this weekend is the weekend I'm going to the Rutgers game. Oh, I, I forgot about that. It's supposed to rain all yes, day. Yes, Saturday's not supposed to be very nice. Mm. How, how's that going to work out for you? I don't know. I think I could get out of it. Even though you bought the tickets? Well, Gina bought the tickets. She's oh, the so one you're who out, wanted to go. go. No, no, I'm saying she's the one who wanted to go. Right. But I'm going to, because I didn't buy the you tickets. You look so happy right now as you're telling this well, story. Well, you know why? Because I, I'm going to be like, I'm still definitely interested in going. Because <laughs> I know she's not going to want to sit out in the rain. <laughs> so I'm like, we did buy the tickets. But the good news is I probably could get out early. Like, I won't have to sit through the whole game. True. I think she's more interested in going for the uh, the festivities beforehand. But see, the tailgate, that's the problem with the bad weather, though. You're going to miss out on Right. Like, they'll have it. It's not the same. That day I did the show last month right there on what they call the Rutgers Boardwalk. Yeah. Like walk into the stadium. It is such a cool atmosphere and vibe there. It's it's fun, man. Still a couple of days away. Could uh, Maybe it'll change, Jerry. I don't think so because we have baseball be and we've been watching it every day. It's actually gotten a fork. It's gotten worse. It's got rain for us Saturday and Sunday. Yes, correct. Nice weather the rest of this week. Uh-huh. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep. And then ba-boom. Yep. Bad weather. It's well, been that the story stinks. of the fall so far, really. That stinks, Jerry. Yes, it does. I know. I was thinking this. What do you think about this? So we had Rick Patino in studio today, uh, head basketball coach at now St. John's. Right. And the guy definitely has a checkered past. Yes. I don't know all the details. I mean, I could uh, Wikipedia him. I know there's been a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. I think a, like a guy like that, when he's agrees to come on to this show, and a guy like me is going to go downstairs to the lobby to get him. Is he thinking like, is this jackass going to ask me or reference? Um, Do you think guys think like that? Or is it no, so I far think... in the past now for him that 
we talk about this with a lot of different people yeah. that have a few different marriages. Yes. Like you have different lives within your one life. Think about Rick Patino's life. He's 71. He was the Knicks coach in the 80s. 87, he said. Yes. That is 13. That's 36 years ago. Right. And in between, I mean, stops along the way like you can't believe. Like he had a life at Louisville where he like ran Louisville. He was the man at Kentucky. Um, he was the head coach, not for long, but he was the head coach of the Boston Celtics. He was running around Greece. I mean, you think about the different chapters in his life for like, and now juxtapose that to us. I have one chapter. Married to the same girl I've been with since she's 17. Been here for 20-something years. I mean, yeah, there are different little sub-chapters with travel baseball and, you know, making calendars and starting to – but my life doesn't change. His life changed. I think how many times he's lived in different places. Yes, that's what I mean. Different states, different countries. Correct. Those are things that I've never had, nor will I probably. Yeah. It's it's cool and weird all at the same time. But do you think, like, when he was coming here today, did you think he'd – He's preparing to be asked questions from way back in the day. I think he always has to be ready for an answer. Yes. And that he's got something ready to go. Yes. Even if it's as simple as, guys, I mean, it's 20 years ago. What was his biggest scandal? Do you know? I believe I'd have to check this. Yeah. But I believe he cheated on his wife with someone at a restaurant at Louisville. Okay. I think it was infidelity. I don't think anything was criminal. Oh, but but and was there any other things with like play? I kind of remember like one of these coaches with a strip club and players. That could have been him at Louisville. Yeah, that, that might have been the case where they had like these parties for recruits. Yeah. I don't know. This, I'd have to check that. But I do know there was some issue with a woman at a restaurant after hours there, and I'm sure there have been been recruiting issues. I mean, every big coach at that time, I feel like, was doing that. You know, now it's different. It really seems different to me now. I could be wrong. I don't know. But I feel like even 20 years ago, that all that crap was still going on. Other than that, I have to. I would have to Google it. Yeah. Yeah, I was, think, I was thinking about that when I was going down to get him. Like, he was very friendly. Yeah. And I don't really know much about him, which is probably the perfect guy for him to walk up to the studio. But I also start to think, like, if he sees... Like when, whenever you have something in your past you don't want to be asked about or brought up again, you've got to go like when you're approaching new people, I would think you look at their age and go, oh, this guy's going to have no idea. Or he sees a guy like me. He's like, mm, this guy, bald glasses, 50. <laughs> mm, he might know what's something. He, he, you know what I mean? Just like I think you're a big enough deal, meaning um, meaning Rick Patino is a big enough deal and has been in enough headlines to where. Everyone probably knows at this point, and but he's been through it already. Like I don't, if it didn't break him then, yeah, I don't think you're breaking him now. You know, it's kind of like there's no statute of limitations on what you can ask. I suppose, but like, why would you ask that today in the year 2023? Right. Well, that's the funny thing. Like when you have <clears throat> interviews with different guys, you know, some people will critique it and go, "You didn't ask about." I sure. think he's been asked about that a million times. He's answered exactly. it a million. Like now, if this interview was a year after, right? And it was, and wherever I don't remember where his first job was after that, but it might have been Greece. I don't know. And let's say that was his first job back. You kind of have to ask the question. 
but we're three jobs beyond it now. And how many years? A decade? I mean, that's a long time ago now. I'd have to look when that when the last Rick Pitino thing. What what would be the instance that Rick Pitino? I don't. I'd have to check. Rick Pitino. I'm going to put. Should I put waitress? Yes. Was it a waitress? No, maybe it wasn't a waitress. Woman found. Okay. Bleacher reports. I'm just trying to find a date. Woman yeah. found guilty of extorting Louisville coach after sex. Uh, 2010. Where are we now, and that was that was the court proceedings were in 2010. So th- this probably all went down in like 08, 09. Okay. We're in 23. 2023 now? 15 years ago. Yeah. It's a long time ago. Yep. That is funny. <laughs> the headline, what did Rick Pitino do in an Italian restaurant? <laughs> Hopefully just eat Italian food. They met in 03. I don't know. Wow. According to Patino's testimony, the sex lasted 15 seconds and was, <laughs> and was unfortunate. <laughs> hmm. 15 seconds. Word. Yeah. 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 No, it's weird. Like I, um, when somebody's scandal is infidelity, for whatever reason, I always feel like that's between you and your wife. I agree. There's nothing criminal. I, he might yeah, be an I, ass. Yeah. But you don't know what led to it. You don't know if him and his wife even get along. She might hate him. I'm telling you, the more I meet people and see people out, I'm realizing a lot of these relationships are horrific. Uh, just uh, family relationship, people husband, wives, that sort of thing. People don't get along. Yeah. That's all. And so you don't know what's going on inside the house. I'm with you. It looks bad outside in, but until you really know what's going on, eh. I like observing couples at restaurants to see. I just like observing couples these days. Yeah. Like at restaurants, you could see, like, I love observing a really old couple at a restaurant because they don't say a word. And they're good with it. And they're good with it, right. They're both hunched over their food. <laughs> then you can tell when there's, like, um, animosity. Yeah, you could tell when there's an early on date where it's, like, it's all happy. They're clinking glasses and having themselves a good old time. Holding hands across the table. Yeah, sharing a bottle of wine. And then there's just somewhere in the middle. How about the ones that are on their phones at the same time? Yeah, that's a tough one. That is brutal to yeah. see. I hate that. The only time I will use my phone in a restaurant is if uh, you have to look at the menu on the phone, which some sure. places still have. Oh, sure. Or if Gina goes to the bathroom. Then I'm like, I'm you just can't, my phone. You I can't, can't sit kill there. 60 seconds. No, I cannot. I mean, let's <laughs> see what's going on Twitter. <laughs> See what the latest is. That's actually pretty funny. Yeah. If you have if you have a few minutes to kill, like your wife gets up to go to the bathroom yeah. in a restaurant and you're by yourself there and you grab your phone, what and you only have a little bit of time to check something. What in what order would you check things? Do you go email? Do you go Twitter? Do you what would you so check? So text first? would be first because I have all notifications on my phone are off. Okay. Except for the phone ringing. Yeah, I'm with you. I have I have text, though. But I don't no. have, like, any of these Twitter notifications. I turned anything. everything off. I couldn't take the phone buzzing constantly. It was it was stupid. All right, so you'll grab your phone. You'll be like, let's see if anyone texted me. Yeah, so it's text first, email second. And, I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll check Twitter, but not often. It's yeah. usually those two things, and that's it. Because I do have, I have several email accounts. Work. I have my personal one that I've had for 30 years or whatever. And then I've got a couple for the Cornhole League and then for the business. So I'll, I run through those emails. By that time, she's back. Yeah. I'll do the email real quick. Email, and then I'll look at Twitter real yeah. fast. See if there's anything crazy going on. Okay. That I'm missing out. Jerry, I don't want to be missing out on 
what's going on in the world. I miss out on a lot on the weekends. Yes. I do. That's good, though. That's what they yeah, say. They go, oh, thing. that's good. Yeah, not a bad thing. I did try to figure it was out. funny. I watch more sports on the weekend, though, than I do during the week because I go to bed so early. Yeah. I feel like I'm in catch-up mode when I get here in the morning on weekend. Like, Friday, I know it's crazy for you, and I understand that. To me, there's nothing better than that Friday night baseball game, for real. It's like the first time I actually sit down at 7 o'clock and watch a game with no rush. There's no hesitancy. There's no I got no anxiety about going to bed. Like those summer Friday nights, if we don't have plans, love that. Sometimes sit on the deck and watch it outside. Oh, that to me is tremendous. With a little beverage of choice? Usually, yes. Yes. Hmm. That is true. Sorry I interrupted you. What was I saying? I don't remember. I don't know because I interrupted you. Mm. I'm sorry about that. We're checking about checking your phones, checking your social media. Oh, I uh, did try to educate myself on this Hamas-Israel situation. And I actually was very nice of people because I was on here yesterday saying I wasn't really 100% sure yeah. all the details on it. And many people reached out and sent me links to what they thought were good explanations mm-hmm. or YouTube videos. And by the way, nobody was a jerk to me about it either. Like, okay. no one said, hey, you jackass, you got to know what's going on in this world. Here's yeah, a link. No Everyone was very nice. There's no reason to be a jackass about that. So, so I listened to a podcast on my way in that attempted to explain it to me. I'm still, it's still very intricate, everything yeah. that's going on. But uh, I, I do have a better, a little bit of a better understanding. Okay. I just want peace, Jerry. I want what all of the Miss America contestants want. Peace. But I feel like we've been saying peace in the Middle East for like. How about peace on Earth? Peace on Earth. For hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Yeah, man. We're still all fighting. As humans, all we have done is have conflict after conflict yeah. after conflict. All we do is kill each other. Yes. It's terrible. It is terrible. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt very fortunate driving in today. I was like, you know, I know we've got uh, bad things in this country and we have been attacked 9-11, that sort of thing. But for the most part, you feel pretty safe living here. Because I was hearing like a... Safer. Safer. I was hearing on one of the uh, this podcasts, they're like, oh, and the, sometimes they just launch missiles into the Gaza Strip. I was like, and people live there? Mm-hmm. And they're just launching missiles over walls? That sounds nuts. There was a report this morning that said Hamas was about to target the airport in Israel with a um, barrage of missiles. Barrage of missiles. That sounds horrifyingly ter- uh, terrifying yeah. and horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Only part of that, Jerry. I, I want to live in peace and Wouldn't harmony. That be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? We also talked about it on the program. Did any of the? Uh, I'll stop with any. Yeah. Of, did any of the articles you read or YouTube things you read or whatever um, talk about the U.S. releasing sixteen billion dollars of funds to Iran, which is where this all supposedly? Yeah. Ramped up. Yeah, and I couldn't tell. See, that's the thing when we talk about what information is real, what sources. Yeah, I don't know what's real. Some of them mention that. It's like, oh, uh, Joe Biden gave money to Iran, and then Iran used that money to fund uh, the Hamas. Hamas. Right. I don't know. I don't either. Who knows? The one thing I did read was I saw one of these news outlets said Israel is threatening to cut off the water supply to against their enemies. I'm yeah. thinking they're thinking about it. Right. 
Wouldn't the first thing you do yeah. is cut off everything to them? Shut like, off the water supply. You just killed all of our, you know, all of these, uh, oh, man. Yeah, war all of has, our citizens. Like, good Lord. War has very strange rules sometimes. Yeah, and you don't know who's playing by them. Yeah. Anyway, you said another thing on the show. I interrupted you again. I'm sorry. Oh, I had one other thing, though, about the the war thing. Yeah. Boy, my memory, Jerry, sucks. Yeah, you. My what? short-term memory, like, where I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring this up to Jerry in three seconds, and then in three seconds, I completely <laughs> forgot gone. about it. It's gone. I know. Uh, we were talking about on the show, though. They talked about um, branding, like where yeah. you, where you, like we. First of all, branding cattle seems very abusive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I would think. Why so. do we brand cattle? Don't know. I don't know. Is it in case you're... I don't know why they want to brand Gallo? I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, that's where you take like the hot, the hot thing and sear it on the skin of the. Cattle. Yeah. I don't know if you're trying to um, make sure if your cattle get out, they know who to bring it back to. Maybe. We'd have to get to a, we'd have to talk to a cowboy. I don't know how that works. A cowboy? I don't know why. I'd love if that. a cowboy could reach out to us. And it, not a Dallas cowboy. No, but I've, actual. I've sold calendars to plenty of people in Texas. Yeah. Like, so, what is the purpose of branding a steer? Uh, I don't know. And do they feel it? Uh, yeah. I mean, they would they have, have to feel to. it, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, that seems abusive. As opposed to being beheaded and, you know, carved up for food? Yes, because one seems like at least we're, at least it's getting eaten. But just to brand it, just to be like, this is my cattle. Like, why not put an earring in its ear or <laughs> something? Like, that's your earring. Want to buy diamonds for the cows yeah. before we eat them? <laughs> diamonds for the cows. <laughs> but I brought up to Boomer on the show is I said, I know Emmett Smith, and I, there's a ton of others. But I remember Emmett Smith, and in that era, there used to be a ton of NFL guys that had their burns, a, a branding in their arm yeah. for their fraternity. Mm-hmm. That is that is some wild stuff, Jerry. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I've seen a lot of people that have done that when I was in NFL locker rooms, uh, yeah. NBA locker rooms. I didn't really see it. I was only in the Devils locker room a couple of times in the Rangers. I don't remember seeing that in hockey. Um nor in baseball, but yeah, basketball, I feel football like, locker rooms, I've seen that many times. I've seen it in football a ton of times, like yeah. just even on the field. And that is so crazy because it's like a tattoo is one thing. This is your skin scarring over. Yeah, you're mutilating. I mean, you're, I guess you're mutilating yourself with a tattoo as well. And it's raised up. Yeah, yeah. Man. And it's got to hurt like hell. It yeah. has to. I should just look up, I think it was Emmett Smith. Or maybe Ezekiel Elliott. I get them confused, Jerry. They're both great cowboy running backs. Right, one played in 1992 and the other in 2022. So a couple years apart. <laughs> yeah. But just to see like what fraternity they were in and to see if it's a fraternity-specific thing. Like, right. Is it one fraternity that's like, what if we start a brand that guys set, set ourselves apart? Well, Emmett went to Florida. Ezekiel Elliott went to Ohio State. So huh. I don't know. Huh. Could be somebody completely different, not you, even. Instead of going to the Rutgers game, we got branded this weekend. <laughs> if the Rutgers game rains out, I'm going to get a big R. Well, they're not going to get rained out. You right. might get rained out. They're still going to play. Oh, right. They still play these games. They still play these games. As they should, Jerry, because I know this is weird. Like in the NFL, they sometimes go like, meh, weather-related, uh, lightning, we're not. We're gonna... No, get out there. <laughs> no, lightning, they don't play. And play. <laughs> Who are they playing again this week? Michigan State. You're the one with the tickets, remember? Is that the Mel Tucker guy? Yeah. Oh, so we should be able to beat Michigan State, right? I don't Cause know. Because they've got to be in. Uh... I think Rutgers has played well this year. They, they're they at home. I 
expect them. To, uh, yes, I expect them to win. Michigan State's got to be up in uh, turmoil. I, the, the coach was let go. It's chaos. Here, let me check. Because you're making me check. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State is 5-0, and ranked number two in the country. Is that for real? No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> why, would they, why would they schedule them, Jerry, for their homecoming game? See, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, they got to play them because they're in their conference and they're on the schedule. Let's see. Michigan State, uh, yeah, they are not good right now. They lost 41 to 7 versus Washington. Maryland beat them 31 to 9. They lost at Iowa 26 16. Oh, this is Let's perfect. Let's go, are you? Let's get this done. You're going to, that's their last three games. They did win a couple of games against smaller <laughs> schools. So they are 3 and 2 going into this game on Saturday. All right. I like the Rutgers University chances. You know, we were talking earlier about Rick Pitino and does anyone ask him about the things? And I always think about Marv Albert. Like when people see, like does Marv Albert have to concern himself with? I hope nobody asks me about wearing lingerie and biting during sex. Like, yeah. Do you think OJ Simpson worries about when he's out and about that someone's going to ask him about murder? Or do you think he doesn't even concern himself? I with think that? he hear. I think he hears all this crap nonstop. I don't. I think. Well, it's no, more... I think people yell at yell yeah. it to him. But I'm saying, like in a like, if OJ came to be on the show and I had to go down to get him, and it was just me and OJ in the yeah, I think... elevator, is he concerned? Like, I hope this guy doesn't bring up me killing two people. I, I, I don't know. Does it go through his head? Probably. Yeah. Is he worried about it? Uh, no. No. I think he was worried about spending the rest of his life in jail, and he's out. Uh, and he's out and he's free. So I don't think he's going to be worried about Al Dukes asking him. You think he can handle that? Way up. He might laugh at you. He might ignore you. I'd be like, no, man, I, I don't do that. I'll say this. It ain't ruining his day. Right. He's not going to be like later on in the day being like, man, that guy in the no. elevator. No, because I'm sure it does happen. Yeah. Has to. Do you think he goes about his day thinking like, you know, you say like if you uh, let's let's say you survived a a, a car accident scare, and you're like, "Wow, I am lucky to still be out here, be alive, be breathing." I'm happy to be in traffic because I. Do you think he's like, "Wow, I'm a, I can't believe I'm a free man after all that stuff I did," and does he every day feel like Whew, every day? No, I'm I think living every, the I life. Think everything goes away. It does, right? I, I even OJ. So. Yeah, I think. No matter what the situation is, when you survive something that you might not otherwise have, yeah, when you get through a problem part of your life, I think you sit back and you do not take things for granted until you start again. Right. And I think it's probably a slow dissolve of your thanks. And I know I heard the one caller. We were having fun yes. with the clip today. Not in terms of, and like I said, what he is saying is true. I said it right in the middle of it. So what he is saying, he's not wrong. Adoree Jackson. Stuff, yes. We 100% should all take thanks and be, um, not take for granted those things that others don't have. 100% agree with you. Um, but at the end of the day, we all do. Yes. We all do. Always. I, it's interesting how long it takes for you to be grateful to not be grateful again. Hundred percent. Short time happens all the time. Happens Short time. every day. Yeah. You you know you go to a wake or a funeral for someone that's not of the age you would deem that should be sitting there in that casket. Man, you take days go by and you're just thankful to be alive and 
But two weeks later, you're sitting there yelling at the person who cut you off on the road or, you know, annoyed that your wife or husband didn't cut the grass when they were supposed. It's just nonsensical crap. Yeah, dumb stuff. It's just, it's all stupid. I feel like I'm very conscious of driving these days. Like, just knowing that we're driving at, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, that we're on the highways, and we do it every day, as many people do, and just knowing how bad, like, car accidents can be, or a deer walks in, you know, walks into the middle of the road that you don't see, or... There's something in the like you ran over a deer one time years ago that was yes. already dead and in the road. Yes, I did. But you ran that over like that was a jarring yeah. thing. Yes. We've all just missed deers or hit deers. Yes. And I feel very conscious now of driving and when I get the a place going, all right. Made it. Yeah, like Let's I, start our day. Yeah, I actually think about that now. Yeah, no, I understand. Well, even so even like Driving to Maryland over the weekend. I make the trip a couple of times. I went Friday and then I went again back and forth on Sunday uh, to work the Cowboy game, whatever. And so I did 140 miles each way, 280, 560 miles I drove this weekend. And you're on the highway and you don't think of it because you're in the flow of traffic. But there are times I look down, I'm doing 85 miles an hour. Oh, by the way, getting past. Like I'm in the middle lane doing, you know, look down to an 83, 84 and there are cars flying by me. It's like, and then I sit there and think, like, if I had a blowout, a tire blowout, or the guy next to me fell asleep or swerved, when you're driving at speeds of that rate, I, those accidents are catastrophic. Yeah. And I sit there and say, like, why not just do 60 miles an hour in the right lane? So instead of taking two hours and 10 minutes to get there, it's going to take 250. Damn, that sucks. Like, yeah, like, what is the point? Because, and then I've always said this too, like you want to stop most, not all. I have no, not even, uh, I am not suggesting this would stop all accidents, but you want to stop most fatalities on the highways, limit cars to 50 miles an hour. Like don't produce a car that surpasses 50 miles an hour. Right. Uh, Last time I checked, you know, you're doing 50. Yes, a guy can jump a barrier and you can go head on. 50 and 50 is going to be catastrophic. But a 50-mile-an-hour car on the road, it's just not. Yeah, it's like the electric bikes only go 23 miles an hour. Like, that's their cutoff. Yeah. You go 23 miles an hour. Now, I'm sure someone will hit me up. Hey, pansy ass. You you can't do that. I want to drive fast. I'm not saying they're doing it. I'm just saying if you want to cut down significantly on highway fatalities, that's one way to do it very easily. I'll we'll never do that, though. I also think about it in in particular New York City at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, when I'm going through an intersection. Yeah. I'm looking for somebody I, running the light. I do, too. It's, it's scary as hell. Yeah. Especially when they time up. Yes. And you're kind of zoned out. And, like, when we were taking the Lincoln Tunnel, once that light turned green on, like, I forget, I would be stopped at, like, 33rd or something. Start heading south. The lights, if you don't go beyond 25, found 24 miles an hour, you never hit the brakes and it's just green, green. But I would always look to where the one way sign was and check down that road to make sure a guy's not blowing through the light and then you get smashed. Right. Or somebody's coming the wrong way down a one way on a bike and it's just flying and not paying attention and not paying attention. Yeah. Happens all the time, especially with the phones. Oh, yeah. 
Terrible. Yep. I, I remembered the other thing I wanted to ask you about. You know how we talk about all the time about the stock market and yeah. how there's no rhyme or reason as to none that we're aware of as to how some days it goes up, some some days it goes down. We'll hear like the stock market plummeted today because uh, Apple only produced four billion iPhones right. instead of five billion. And you're like, what? What? How mm-hmm. did one? Thing? So the stock market has not been great the last couple of weeks, but the last couple of days it's been fine, including from the time that Israel was attacked. Now, you would think... The stock market would go down. Correct. There's a a war breaking out. The global economy... No. It went up. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't know. Right? Don't understand it. And the the richest people in the world, a lot of them are stock market hedge fund guys. Yes. Because it's all a game. It's all a effing game. I want to learn how to play it. It's too late. Don't get Guy Adami in here. I know you had him on once. I would love to... I'd love to talk to him. He talks in code, Jerry. No, no, no. He can talk in code. I'm gonna ask, I want to ask him direct questions. About the stock no market. No dancing around. Here's my question. Please answer that now. And when he starts going in a different direction, stop him. You're not answering my question. Right. You're not love answering Love the guy. I would love to sit down and talk to a financial guy to explain some of this stuff to us. Because I don't get it. Not at all. I don't either. Mm-mm. I wish I did. And I know there's a lot of things, and YouTube has been great for this. There's a lot of things that seem to be out of your reach because you either don't understand them. Like, I look at the video editing as such. I got the Adobe Pro, and at first, I was looking at it like it was Chinese. Like, for me, I don't understand the Chinese language. I can't read it. I can't write it, so I don't know what I'm looking at. I opened up Adobe Pro, did not know what to do. Well, you know what? Let me check the YouTube videos. And I found a couple, one guy in particular who goes so slow and I now can do video. Now, I'm not great at it yet. I'm getting better every one I do. And every time I do it, because it's usually once a week I do it, I go back and I rewatch the video. And I, So you can learn things. I would love to learn the stock market. I would. Yes. Man, Jerry. I'd love to learn business. That's be- another thing. I don't understand. I see some of these businesses. I don't know how they pay rent, let alone payroll and actually make money. And then there are other businesses where you think, how did they go out of business? Yeah, that too, right? Like when AOL, like... You had everyone had AOL email. Yeah. How'd you blow it? How'd you blow it? Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Yes. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show already. Oh, tomorrow's Thursday. It's a fast week. Uh, Yeah, especially for me because I was out Monday. So you probably think it's like only Tuesday or something. I'd like to be off Monday again. Mondays are good days to be off because Fridays are great. I agree. Even Thursdays. I love a Thursday. I do too. Right? You come in, you're like, it's Thursday. I like working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) Tuesday's not great. Well, Wednesday, by Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday doesn't. Tuesday just has no feel to it. No feel. But uh, Tuesday's Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sign me up. So. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. 
players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Stuck about swinging splitter. Here's the standing ovation for the Rocket, Roger Clemens. One, two, three, go the Pirates. Jeter just came over to pound him on the back. The standing O continues. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Ah, hello, it's Wednesday. It's 502, it's up the Eddie Scazzari. Nice to see you, so chock full of sports. Under Armour man himself, Al David Dukes. What's up? Oh, good morning there, Jerry. You know, uh, I see this uh, Up and Adams show, which yes. is funny because I never think about the show. No one sees the show, but occasionally a uh, clip will surface online. Yes. Uh, which happened, I guess she she had like two clips online yesterday. She had a lot actually online because oh, right? she had Zach Moss on from the Bills. She had Debo Samuel from the 49ers, does Daniel she, Jones from the Giants. Does, does, she, does she do a show every day? I don't know, but I know she's in London right now uh, doing the show there. Because I'll like hear about a Kay Adams interview. Then yeah. a month will go by. Mm-hmm. Then I'll hear about... There are so many shows, just like the Pat McAfee show. If he didn't have Aaron Rodgers on every week, I wouldn't even know that show existed. Yeah, I mean, the I mean that show was popular before Rodgers. Not that we watched it, right. but it was popular. Um, the Aaron Rodgers thing has brought it to light for people like you and me. Yeah, I don't know. There's too many shows. I know we talk about this a with podcasts. There's a lot of shows. There's a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of YouTube. There's a lot of stuff out there. The one thing that helps me is all these shows gives us some content. Yes. Because I don't know what else I'd be doing today. But I think that's where that's where people are hearing these shows. Yeah, on YouTube and, and places like here. And, and I don't know who's shows, watching them live. Yeah, that play clips of them. Yeah. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. That weird, they do wacky like, stuff. Yeah, like, like I'm sure the Kay Adams interview with Daniel Jones was... I don't know, 10 minutes long? I got to check. I only got the uh, the one clip about him talking about him feeling better. Exactly. There's supposedly some other good stuff in there. I have to get the whole thing. But first, I have to get through Jerry Jones and Daniel, then Daniel Jones and then Matt. Right, too much stuff. But on social me- making the social media rounds yeah. was just the Daniel Jones stuff talking about his neck. Mm-hmm. Where he said it was a different neck injury different than last neck year. In. Yes. A neck is a neck. What was funny was she then goes... Could you tell us why it's different? Yeah. No. No, I could not. I'm not going to do Why? It's your neck. It's the, whatever. This side, that side. Right. Are we giving away state secrets? I know he has a large, long neck. Large, long neck. So there could be different injuries, but my guess is that if my neck hurts, I'm not going to be able to go, this is like a different neck hurt. No, my neck hurts. Yeah. And then he goes like this. He goes, um, 
uh, getting hit in a certain way exposes you. Yeah. Yeah, like Your every third, neck. Pl- like every third play too. <laughs> Why doesn't he wear one of those big uh, collar things? Because like he's not a linebacker. That Jack Lambert used to wear. Steve Grogan used to wear one. Steve Grogan, yes, he was a quarterback call, that Jerry. wore one. There weren't many. There were not many. Most quarterbacks, hell, most quarter. There were some quarterbacks like Joe Thiesman who had the one bar across yes. his face because he had to. Even Roger Staubach's uh, helmet back then had the two bars, but they were pretty close together. Very thin. And that was everyone had those. Uh, greasy Fran Tarkenton, Terry Bradshaw had the very thin thing. Yep. But We uh, could get him a neck brace like Brian Erlacher. Yes. That would be Why cool. The, I'm sure he could figure out how to, you know, I'm sure that changes some of your neck mobility, right? Yeah, it might stop the whiplash he's getting every week. <laughs> but linebackers have to move their heads back and yeah. forth like this, Jerry. But linebackers are thick and stocky, and they yeah. put their hands on their thighs, and they're looking, and their their head recedes into their neck. The quarterbacks stand tall, look over the pocket. What if we just did this, because he does have a long neck? Get him a neck brace. Like a classic, like if you're going to go sue somebody, Jerry, you show up to court in a neck brace. <laughs> like the one that goes all yeah, the way around his neck. Nice padding. <laughs> like Andy Kaufman wore when he was wrestling people after Jerry Lawler gave him the pile driver. He had to put a neck brace on. It's not a bad idea. My guess would be he's probably not going to wear that. Could you imagine if you're on defense and you see the your opposing quarterback? He's showing up in a neck brace. You're like, oh, my gosh, we got this game. No problem. <laughs> I have a serious question for yeah. you about what they wear and what they don't wear. Quarterbacks like Daniel Jones, who gets hit 50 times a game, no mouthpiece. How do they still have teeth? That's weird. Think about that. He doesn't have wear a mouthpiece? No, most of them don't. Well, they wear that one that comes... Some, most don't. Yeah. Daniel Jones does not put a mouthpiece in his mouth. Because there are certain quarterbacks, like Matthew Stafford in particular, where every play he takes that little plastic thing out and jams Some it. Some guys do. And Patrick and Mahomes. Mahomes is another one who yeah. jams it into but there are quarterbacks that do not wear a mouthpiece. Yeah, that's crazy. I agree. But then again, they also don't wear cups. Well, I guess you can't have a mouthpiece on and be like, oh, 333. No, you can. Blue 42. You can. We did it in yeah. high school. Of course you can. You wore can. a mouthpiece? Of course, yeah, absolutely. Takes a little getting used to. Yeah. Because like you start <laughs> But once you get used to it and you get the cadence, yeah, you, it's fine. I also wonder if that tiny, thin mouthpiece that uh, Matthew Stafford and Patrick Mahomes wore, is that really doing anything? Uh, it yeah, because it's the the hard rubber plastic, so when you chomp down on it, it takes the it absorbs the hit, oh, okay. as opposed to you <laughs> crunching down on <laughs> yes, your teeth and breaking your teeth. You think guys ever bite their tongues, quarterbacks, when they uh, get hit? I would think it probably has happened. Sure, think anyone ever bit a tongue off? No, I think we would have heard that story by definitely, now. definitely right. Yes, that would be. I, I think that would have been a legendary story back yes. in the day. And I bit my tongue off. Okay. Or I bit off the quarter, or a linebacker that gets in there, gets in right in his face and bites the quarterback's tongue off. That would be cool. Yes, I, that would be Sonny Jurgensen back in the day, oh. bit his tongue off and completed the pass. And then spit it in the guy's face. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. So we're expecting Daniel Jones to play, I guess. I, I would. I find it hard to believe that he's not going to play I mean, He's someday. doing interviews this week. He's doing interviews, yes. He, well, at least with Kay Adams. Yes. Is he coming on with us? No. Right. Know what I would do, Jerry? Work the neck if I was Buffalo Bills. I don't think you have to worry about that. I think they're working every part of him. <laughs> his leg has been worked, his arm, his neck, his head, his chest. Yeah, they'll work them. There are so many great wrestling moves that involve the neck, like neck breakers, the DDT. Like, there's so many moves the Bills could pull on him. And they love, well, the fans love to wrestle and throw each other through tables. But if they have that mentality, 
in this game this week, Daniel Jones might walk out with a neck brace. Do you think? This is a serious question. So he's been hit, I think, more than anybody right now in the NFL. If not, he's second. I, I'll get the list. I can double check. But it's he's way up there. He's averaging, I think, six sacks a game. It's a lot through five games. He's going to Orchard Park. They're not coming here. Hostile environment. Hell, they throw marital aides on the field to Tom Brady they back do. in the day, right? Do you think he goes into that game knowing that the offensive line sucks? He's not really good right now, and he's getting hit at nauseum. Concerned for his own safety? Yes. It has to go through yeah. your mind, doesn't it? He's got to. He's got to be thinking like, "Gonna be a rough one out there today." Now, if yeah, I'm trying to think who covered, so like if Ralph Facchiano really wanted to get into his get into his head, he should say, "Hey, you know, back in the day, this is what happened to Boomer yeah, at, at Orchard this. Park." <laughs> Don't let that happen to you. Yeah. Be aware of your surroundings. You know, we heard in the offseason that Tua learned how to fall. Correct. From uh, jiu-jitsu. MMA, yeah. Well, one of the things I always remember from the interviews with the guys uh, from Jackass that do all that punishment to their body is this idea that when punishment is headed your way, you have to train your body to go limp and relax. To not stiffen. Not stiffen. Can we teach Daniel Jones that? <laughs> Can we get Johnny well, Knoxville up to Buffalo and help him? But in but but to Alan Fairness, the guy always plays. Like I think, if anybody's limp, it's Daniel Jones. So you think he de- like Eli Manning must have learned how to go to limp? But clearly, and they just mean, crumble. The Giants have had two limp quarterbacks because Eli never missed a game, and yeah, I know Daniel Jones missed a couple with the neck injury. I know that. But for the most part, when since he's been the starter here, the kid's out there every week, and he takes a beating. So he's got limp all dialed up. Okay, so he knows how to fall. It's it, Well, it certainly seems like it and can absorb a hit. So now in uh, NFL camps, we've got to bring in jujitsu instructors and the dudes from Jackass. Or just let Eli Manning and Daniel Jones go talk to everybody. This is how you do it. Mm, just go limp. Oh. Imagine is that he what just you like, do every Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me, will you? <laughs> oh, man. Do you think they're competitive at all Sunday night? Nah, no. I don't either. I also, do, here's what I think. I think Daniel Jones will start this game, but I think uh, the old the old former Buffalo Bill will get in that game. You don't think he's finishing the game, I don't do think you? he's finishing the game, no. He's going to get, uh, he's gonna get the, the neck breaker. By the way, speaking of the Giants, this is just me. How many Adoree Jackson cuts you think we have in the system? Oh, I missed that interview. I didn't. I, I was it. counting on you to uh, play clips from it. Yeah, well, we don't have any. How did it go with, uh, with Sal and BT? It went, it went fine. Were I mean, they, they mean to him? N- no, I mean, the first. Qu- I'll get the first question from Sal where he basically said, you guys suck. <laughs> Your thoughts. He Adoree Jackson was great, though. I mean, he, he was. Asked, yeah, answered the questions. Okay, good. They weren't that hard because... They the interview got cut short because his line, his line was going bad, and so they kind of fought through it a little bit, and then he was gone. So they were like, I, there's no need to call back." It was like ten minutes, and yeah. they beat him up enough. Um, but you, none, no one cut it. Nothing. Hmm. Now you mentioned oh. the other Kay Adams uh, interview. One of the other ones she had was Debo Samuel, Jerry. Yeah, so I got a couple here. Which He's is, on the Forty ers So if you remember, I played this. From Micah Parsons. I actually played this yesterday when he did the Edge podcast on Monday talking about um, the uh, George Kittle F Dallas shirt and the Instagram post and everything. And he 
said it was personal and said this. Laugh now, cry later. We got something for that. Just trust. If we see them again, just trust. And we're going to put it just like that. I ain't going to put too much on it. You're going to make it personal. We can make it personal. All right. So nice. then, so she's got Debo Samuel on who had a reply for Micah. It was already personal before the game started. Now, um, 42 to 10, I don't think you like want to see us again. It might be a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're back oh, and no, forth. Oh, he didn't, Jerry. Oh, yes, he did. And then... You know what was cool, though? Fred Warner was on, I'm talking about all these shows. Fred Warner was on FS1. And, you know, they asked him about these comments. You're looking at me funny. Who's Fred Warner? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Is he on the 49ers? Is he on the Cowboys? He's on the 49ers. 49ers. All right. <laughs> that was funny. What position does he play? I believe Fred Warner is a defensive front. Okay. I'll leave it there. Um, anyhow, Fred Warner, <laughs> they asked him about this back and forth. He gave such a great, honest answer. He's like, it's great for the, it's what makes the game fun. He goes, but when the game's over, regardless of who wins, we're going to be out there congratulating one another, tapping each other right. on the head. And he goes, it's made for TV. He goes, this is good for television. That's all this is. Yeah, like I'm now looking forward to yes, a... you want to see the Cowboys and Niners in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. But he basically told you, like, we're all pals. Like, all of this is just in fun. It's not yeah. that big a deal. Micah may be upset, but you know what? At the end of the day, it, this is just good television. Well, he even said Micah Parsons in his um, on his podcast, and he, he says, I'm a George Kittle guy. He did. I played that yesterday. Yeah. Yes, he loves George Kittle. Yeah. But then pissed off that George Kittle taking shots at the Cowboys. Well, you know what? Beat them once in a while. How often does Micah Parsons do that? Every Monday. Every Monday he just is by himself. Yeah. Talking yes. for 45 for an minutes. hour. An hour? I think they edit some that's stuff cool. out. But that's why, like, when I played yesterday, uh, I don't know if I still have it here. I may or may not. It's like when I played yesterday, him talking about the uh, this one like this is a bad comment to make if you're a Cowboys coach and you hear this I feel like almost we weren't put in position to succeed in some instances and he didn't remember I played it yesterday I played it he said it on a couple of different occasions that we weren't put in a position to win and succeed that is a damning comment and I don't I actually don't think he meant anything by it I think it's a kid talking for an hour and talking too much and sometimes stuff just comes out but on the surface, if I was a, if I was a, if I was Dan Quinn, I'd be like, "Hey, Micah, what do you, what do you mean you weren't yeah. make a tackle?" But that's what happens when you talk for an hour. This is very probably a very popular podcast in Dallas. I think it's a very popular podcast in general. I yeah. would think, but I think like if I'm a hardcore cowboy fan, yes, you have to I'm watch. All it. about that. The one thing that I and I've said this through the first five weeks. Now he's been doing it. The thing that would. Uh, not concern me, but the thing I find odd or interesting is how he goes around the league commenting on other players and other games, which tells me this dude is locked. Like he is a football junkie. One, there are always people that have no idea what's going on around the NFL except for what they did. This kid is going home and watching highlights of all these games, and he is clear. And the other thing too about him, a lot of these podcasts are on Tuesday. He does it on Monday, so it's ready for you on Monday night, right? So he's kind of beating you to the punch. Like Aaron Rodgers is Tuesday. Um, most guys do interviews on Tuesday. Adoree Jackson's Tuesday. Michael Parsons talks Monday. Yeah, a lot of podcasters release their stuff on Tuesdays. I don't know why. Hmm. Maybe we start releasing a best of on Tuesday. <laughs> the best of the previous week. Uh, yes. Old news. Whatever. You never know. 
So anyhow, whatever, Jerry. So whatever we have a lot works. of good. We do have a lot of good football stuff that okay, we can good. get to throughout the course of the day. The Aaron Rodgers, Travis Kelsey thing there back and forth was kind of goofy, but we'll get into that as well. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, more to do. We got Boomer and Geo coming up at six on a Wednesday on the fan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think this is a song from like the 1960s with that start. I don't know why. Yeah. It sounds like something that you would have heard summer of 64. It's the Pixies. Did you ever play the Pixies? I don't remember playing the Pixies. We might have. Alternative rock. I don't remember playing the Pixies, no. That station down there in Jersey, 106.3. The country station now. It's country now, but it was... Uh, Modern rock at the Jersey Shore. Yeah, when you were doing morning show yes. there. Yes. Prior to that, it was FM 106.3. It was like alternative rock before alternative rock was like on the radio. Okay. At the Pixies, they definitely played back then. Yeah. That's where I heard the song. Well, we were, yeah, and, and we were just a different version of that. We were FM 106.3, and then they had the tagline, Modern Rock of the Jersey Shore. Yeah. And then it went to, oh, what the hell did it go to? G1063. Yes, G1063, yeah. where it got more commercial alternative. Yes. yes. They but tried I, to be K-Rock. Which did not work. Yeah, that did not work. Well, that shouldn't say it didn't work. They sold. Oh, they sold their station. Yes. Okay. Correct. A long time ago. The Morning Wreck. That was fun. With Jerry Recco. How I long thought, did you do that for? One year. Oh, okay. I think, it, yeah, one year. That must have been a nice commute. It was great. And I remember complaining about getting up at 4 o'clock. <laughs> Who knew 2.30 would be in my future? <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, yeah, that was a good commute. That was 18 minutes. That was awesome. Oh, that's nice. Matter of fact, I probably got up at 4.30. I remember I used to walk in at 5, and I was on at 6. That's one of those things when you watch any of the shows on HGTV where people are house hunting. Mm-hmm. One of the, I love those house hunting shows. Sure. And they'll be like the husband and wife, and they're talking to the realtor. They're like, we already have a 12-minute commute to work. We do, I know. We do not want to make it any longer. Like, <laughs> I, what are you talking? We're here in the tri-state area. We're commuting an hour at least each you way. You know what I was actually thinking about looking was over the border in Pennsylvania. Seems lovely. It's only 60 miles. It's not that far. Yeah, I'm 60 miles. I know you are. You're right. And it just seems so peaceful and quiet. It's just, I can't get over that drive, though. Yeah. Like, just knowing it's a it's a hard hour, no matter what. Then if you hit traffic, it gets... But at our time, it should be easy. Then imagine, like, you'd be really going into... Th- your commute would be three different states, starting in Pennsylvania through New Jersey. That's true. And into New York. That is, what are those tolls? <laughs> That'd be some wild stuff, Jerry. That'd be some wilds. Might actually be cheaper because there'd be no turnpike or parkway. Right. Just go 78. That's <laughs> exactly right. Straight through. Yeah. Uh, you did mention uh, Aaron Rodgers did his spot on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. 
And, uh, you know, he, he's a big guy, loves a COVID-19 vaccine situation. Yes. And now that Travis Kelsey is doing commercials for Pfizer, mm-hmm. and he uh, called him Mr. Pfizer uh, the previous week, he now wants to uh, have a debate with Travis Kelsey, a COVID-19 debate, where it would be Travis Kelsey and Dr. Fauci versus Aaron Rodgers and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Right. I'd be into, I'd be interested in that. Yeah, is I'm that a kinda, podcast you would listen to? I'm over it. You're done with the COVID I'm, I'm stuff. I'm honestly not even interested. Yeah, no, I'm not. I, I'd be honest. I wasn't interested in Aaron Rodgers yesterday. And if it You're wasn't for him. the fact that we have nothing else going on, <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, that's why I'm playing this today because all this stuff is you're kind of over him. Yeah, I mean, because he didn't play. The Jets won in Denver Sunday. All right, so maybe him with what he saw out of the team. Okay, I suppose. But it's like just go rehab. And get back here. You're still sitting in some rehab facility in California with J.K. Dobbins. I don't know. I, I found I wasn't intrigued by Aaron Rodgers with McAfee yesterday. I just, to me, it was pointless. Didn't have any juice for you. No. He did uh, uh, Instagram out a bunch of black and white photos of himself uh, rehabbing. Good. Very dramatic photos. Anytime sure you go are. black and white, Jerry, that's drama. It looks good. Yeah, it looks crisp and clear. Looks kind of cool. So he's looking to get himself all uh, fired back up. But I, I never don't... liked the black and white photo, though. No? No, because we have color. We have now. color. I don't want to go backwards. Yeah. I like the old photos that were in black and white. They feel very nostalgic and real. That's awesome. I don't necessarily know I need a 2023 photo in black and white. Do you like when they take an old photo and colorize it? I don't. Me neither. I don't. Like that uh, that old baseball Twitter page that I follow, yeah. Twitter handle. Mm, I want to. If I want to see Babe Ruth, it's got to be in black and white. Yeah, don't colorize it for me. Leave it alone. My parents actually, you know, they got married so long ago, it was still black and white photography. And their wedding photo back then, you would get your black and white photo, and then they would colorize it. Really it's weird. That is very odd. And now we're going backwards, like you said, Jerry. Now, now Aaron Rodgers is out there rehabbing, looking for the black and white filter. Is it? I, maybe you're different, but. Whenever I think of, like, life in the 20s and 30s, the images in my head is that everyone lived in black and white. Yes. It's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah. Like Babe Ruth, he's a black and white guy. Yes, 100%. Or, gray, or you know, the, the black and white photos also give you some grays. Like, I always imagine their uniforms were just these, like, gray. Everyone was in. Well, the, the Yankees uni- road uniforms were gray. They were gray? Yeah. <laughs> and I guess the Red Sox were as well. That would I don't know. What the, no, I don't know what the Red Sox were. That I don't know. But the Yankee one was that gray wool. <laughs> <laughs> what can we wear here in the summer? That's 104 degrees. <laughs> Put through a straw in this wool. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. If you... Think about if you were able to bring Babe Ruth back from the dead and put him into 2023, give him just a new uniform, he would feel like he probably lost 10 pounds. Yeah. Or imagine like he got some of that Under Armour gear. Yes. The, uh, that, fl- what do they call that? Fl- the Flexwear. Yeah, the flex Flexwear. Yep. Yeah. We'll be like, listen, babe, this is going to wick off your sweat. <laughs> we just wick it away. Like, I don't know what this is, but this is making me feel good. Yep. Very different. The Jerry, the Jets are looking for... Things to do with McCole Harden. Yeah, trade him. Yeah, I <laughs> or guess. play him. What? I don't know. Story? Do they I have too know. many wide receivers? They've got to they Garrett have, Wilson. They do have a They have a very deep receiving core. They They've do. got Cobb. Mm-hmm. They've got Alan Lazard. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could still use McCole Hardman. Wasn't he I, good on the Chiefs? I agree you could use him. Supposedly he's the one of the most explosive guys when you get the ball in his hands. 
The problem is he hasn't had a ball in his hands <laughs> and hasn't done anything. But they said he wasn't. He didn't even take. He's only taken like four snaps I or something I, silly. Al, I don't know. I really don't. I just, it's got to be a numbers game with the roster, and I don't know. I don't Someone know. over there I don't like him. I listen. The one thing I will tell you is, if you're only throwing the ball, I don't know what Zach Wilson's numbers were Sunday off the top of my head, but let's just for poops and giggles say he threw the ball thirty times. A good handful of those probably went to the running back. I mean, there's only so many guys you can spray the ball around to. Plus, you've got the the tight ends. You, it's not easy when you've got that many guys. I mean, there are times there are times when your number one receiver doesn't see the ball in a game more yeah, than once. That is strange. Yeah, I mean, whether it's because he's being double teamed or because just he's going against the top cornerback and you're not getting any uh, any uh, separation. Whatever the case may be, you have games where your top guy doesn't get any catches or looks. This is stupid, though. I don't know. Yeah, and then it's equally strange is when you have a game like Jamar Chase had this week where he has like 15 catches. Yeah, and seems like he it's running free. So Kurt Warner, I don't know if this is a new thing now. I know I feel like Brian Baldinger started this, breaking down all the films of these games. Kurt Warner did this for the Cowboys and Niners, breaking down Dak Prescott's game the other night and showing some of the incompletions and, and uh, at least one interception uh, film. And it was unbelievable looking at the overhead how the Cowboy receiver, it was as if the Niners knew exactly where they were going because there was no one open like ever. And it looked like the Cowboys were playing against 15 defenders. And then you've got games like where Jamar Chase will have 15 catches and it's almost like they forgot that Jamar Chase is on the field. It's bizarre. And it's like when you see an offense walk right down the field, open receiver, hand it off, wide open gap to run through, pass it left, no one's on the the tight end I don't. It's. I don't understand. I don't know if it's game plan, lack of preparation. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's strange. Like you're watching a Chiefs game, and Travis Kelsey will multiple times be wide open. You mm-hmm. go. No one has an assignment for their main. Yeah, I would think guy. that's a guy you'd probably want to focus on. You know, else gets a lot of catches now. That Puka Nuka, Nakua, Puka Nakua. Yes, in uh, San Diego or in L.A. with the Chargers. Yeah, I like that guy. Yep, Puka Nakua. You might want to watch him too. Yeah, exactly. Like cover him. You know what was funny, though, talking about the the Dak thing and guys not being open. So it's just funny the way the algorithm, as they say, I saw on X yesterday. So I see Zach Gelb is doing the afternoon show on CBS Sports Radio. So he puts out a tweet to promote the show coming up. And the first thing was, and there were other NFL things after it, but the first thing was Dallas has got to part ways with Dak. And then right underneath it, it was Kurt Warner how Dak Prescott had no chance Sunday night. <laughs> but it is funny because you watch it and you sit there and say, he's awful. How can you make that throw? You know, get it into the hands of C.D. Lamb. And then you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback showing you, hey, look at the overhead. This guy had no chance. It's just funny how we really don't know what we're talking about. Correct. Most. I'm not saying Boomer. He played. I get it. The rest of us, we're armchair quarterbacks that don't have a goddamn clue what we're watching. Like all those callers to Boston Sports Radio that were screaming yes. for Bill Belichick. How awful Bill Belichick sucks. is all of a sudden. They blow. Yeah, they blow, right? Yeah. That was the guy's. I mean, it really is. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But when do you decide, like, it feels like Russell Wilson, like, that he just stinks now. But yeah. does he just stink I don't now? know. Or is it bad game plan? Are the players not good? Does he not have time to throw? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not watching him in that way. But I will tell you, now that the, what do they call it, the All-22? Yeah, the All-22. I've got to start watching that. Me too. Because the the, the Warner thing to me was so eye-opening. 
Like, why am I not looking at this every week? I don't know. I hear I, Boomer always talks about watching. I hear, I hear Tiki Barber talking about watching the All-22. But they're football players. You know what I mean? Like, they probably yeah. know what they're looking for. Yes. No question. But you know what we what we do have? Eyes that work. I do, especially and if you, when I have these glasses on. So if you watch the All-22 and you see an interception thrown, if you pause it like Kurt Warner was doing yesterday, and it's like, well, where else do you want him to go with the ball? And over here is Michael Gallup, who's basically eating the chest of a defender because he can't get away from him. And over here is uh, Jake Ferguson, who slipped down. And over here, the running back got you know um, chipped on the way out to the flat, so he got knocked on his ass. There's nowhere to go. We can at least see that. Yeah, we may not know what we're looking at, but we can see if people are open or not. I've never even put on the all twenty-two. Like I haven't either. Like, is it just a shot from the sky? I wonder. I think it's the it overhead shot. That. That's what they, that's what he was showing yesterday. So you could see the entire game. That you way? see the entire field. Yeah, but you're watching it from a standpoint of like film, like yeah. tape, as opposed to the TV shot where you just see the, the the lines line up and you don't see what happens until the camera follows the ball. Do you ever think sometimes back to uh, however many uh, years ago it was when they didn't have the yellow first down markers on the field? And like how we were watching football, not knowing if guys. Well, it's amazing to me that that's not on the field. What do you mean? Well, that's only on television. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. They, right. The guys running can't see. Like You oh, have what? to look for the chain. Yeah, they ought to superimpose that on the field for the guys. So I could see like there's the first down. Let me dive for it. And yet think about how aware they are. A lot of times of where they have to get to. Yeah, it is pretty wild. So I, I bet you kids today growing up think that that's actually on the field. I'm not saying all kids, but I'm sure there are some you know nine year olds that have watched football only this way for yeah. their nine years or seven years or so, however long they're watching. When they go to a football field or go to a stadium for the first time, be like, "Hey, Dad, where's that yellow line?" <laughs> and the dad goes, "Listen, you dumb nine year old. That's for television." See, now that's why you could be a parent. Good direct conversation. <laughs> <laughs> not beating around the bush. No, you are not. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we've got so much more to get to and so little time to do it in. Then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Congratulations to my Texas Rangers who are on their way to the ALCS. That was my World Series team when the season began. You mocked me. Many I did people, mock you. Many people mocked me. Why would Jacob DeGrom go to Texas? Well, they get injured. Uh, but more so because they're going to be a good team. And they are on the, They are eight wins away from being World Series champions. May I ask, did you place a official bet on this? Uh, I didn't. I said I was going to at the time. Yeah. And I didn't. And I just I just forgot. And I, sh- I just didn't do it. I don't know why. And I love them when the so you know I did. Yeah, I know you did. Um, but, yeah, they... they they sweep away the 100 win Orioles. And the crowd Goodbye. did sing that song. I yeah, was just the audio is not good, though. Yeah, the audio is not great, but you could tell it was uh, electric in the uh, stadium, Jerry. There were two crowd things the Matt Canada chanting of Fire Canada at the Penguins game and the sing along to Hire by Creed. Horrible audio. Yeah, bad audio. You can tell they're doing it, but it's just awful. So they were chanting Fire Canada at the Penguins game in yeah. Pittsburgh. And one of the articles I was reading said some of the players were confused because they're Canadian and they don't, <laughs> they're not following Steelers football <laughs> and they're wondering why Fire Canada. They're like very confused by what was uh, going on funny. in the arena. Yeah. That's pretty good. Now, the article, I, when does hockey season actually start? Last night. 
That's what I, you know, that's how the article was written. And I was like, there's no way <laughs> the actual season started. Yeah, yeah. There were three games last night. I would expect Boomer to have been more, you know, going all in well, on the Rangers. So it's funny because well, they don't start till tomorrow, the Rangers. Oh, okay. He said to me yesterday, you know, it's hockey season starts tonight, which I knew the season began. But I, in my head, I knew I knew the Devils didn't play for a couple of days. But I, it made me think the Rangers had a game. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll do it at 9 o'clock. Okay. I'm not going to preview the lightning. Um, and so I went out there at 7. I'm like, all right, let me get this Ranger sound up and let me see who they're playing tonight. I'm like, they don't play tonight. I'm like, we're tomorrow. I think the Rangers start tomorrow, uh, Thursday as well. Um, and I think the Islanders are not till Friday, I think. I got to check. But um, but there were three games last night. So hockey season seems like it's earlier and earlier. It sure does. I mean, but- they literally just ended in June. Right. But- Boomer is not excited at all. No, he's not, because he's not expecting anything from the Rangers this year. Now, the Devils should be That's very good. For good. Us. I suppose. I like it. You, know? you do like it. I do like it. And I think we should talk more hockey, even though I'm not a hockey fan myself. I agree. I don't know why that sport gets pushed when, if you look at uh, sellouts of arenas and TV ratings, it's no better and no worse than baseball or... Uh, Welcome to my side. Or basketball. I've been saying this for years. Yeah. I, we've pushed it aside as opposed, to, as opposed to promoting it. Instead of giving it a big hug, yes. Jerry. And I really do think a lot of our listeners love hockey. Yeah. I do. So maybe we turn over a new leaf this All year, right. maybe. A new leaf on life. Maybe. Bob Costas pulled what I called a Jerry Recco the other day. He Heimlicked somebody in a restaurant. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Look at that. He Heimlicked a stranger in a restaurant. Good for Bob Costas. And much like you, Jerry, he did not want hero status. He did not want recognition. He said he did what anyone in his spot at that moment would have done. Bob Costas is a dope MC. So how did you find out about it? I guess they they must have. Somebody uh, leaked it. And then okay. reached out to Bob Costas, and he confirmed it. But uh, he was not out promoting himself like I would have been. <laughs> as, as Al is getting set up to do the Heimlich, could you just here, just record real quick? <laughs> just one second, sir. You'll be fine. Just give me a second. It's going live on Instagram, sir. Let me just I can't breathe. You. <laughs> shut up. You'll be fine. One second. <laughs> yeah. Heimlich, the guy uh, out to dinner, and uh, that's some story for the guy. Almost died. Yeah. A stranger did save his life, and it happens to be just legendary Bob Costas. <laughs> broadcaster Bob Costas, that the is, dope MC. That is pretty wild. Yeah, that's a cool story. Good for him. Way to be Johnny on the spot and help out. Is it cooler in that spot to be Bob Costas? Who's got the better story now? Bob Costas, much like you, Jerry, saved a man's life. Or a guy whose life was saved by Bob Costas? I think they're both good. They're both cool stories. Bob story, Costas right? did a very nice thing yeah. at a time of need. And the person was saved by Bob Costas. They both have stories to tell. So at some point, somebody else in that restaurant was having dinner and saw Bob Costas, who they didn't know was at the restaurant, Heimlich a guy. Yes. So that person also has a story. Because they go back and go, you'll never believe what happened at dinner tonight. Some random dude was choking on a steak and Bob Costas. Yes, that Bob Costas. Yeah. Heimlich the steak right out of his throat. Stories for everybody. Stories for everybody. Stories for everybody. The waiter, the waitresses, the chef, the cook. See, I, yeah. Mater D. They all have stories. They all have stories, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Even you and I, right now, we're sharing in this story. We are sharing in this story. Have you ever given anybody the Heimlich? No. Been Heimlich? No. Bent anybody over? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've been to dinner. That's the closest I got <laughs> been to, to this story. And you've eaten steak. And I've had some steak, yeah. But you've never had steak lodged down your throat. No, not enough yeah. for someone had a Heimlich me. Yeah. Now, I know you have your own calendar, Jerry, that you're, that you're selling. Uh, you know, let me just say this yeah. to Paige Spiranak. Yeah. You're welcome. So you opened up this. <laughs> I have shown her the way. You've shown <laughs> golfer Paige. How do you say that her last Spiranak. name? Spiranak. Yes. She has her own 2024 calendar, much like you, Jerry. Yeah, but there's no saying. It's just a lot of nipples. <laughs> I got to say, you know, if you go on her Instagram, you see pictures of her. She's always in like super tight, like uh, yeah. golf clothing. Uh-huh. I saw a bikini shot that she's using to promote this calendar. It's mangas. Jugs, um, yeah, they it is full you, breast, breasticles, just, just covering the nipples, basically. Two breastuses, yeah, and she's got some hips on her too, Jerry. My goodness, no, she's a beautiful woman. Yeah, what and, I would do is I would get her calendar and your calendar. <laughs> then I was also thinking this, like you know, how, like you you're selling a calendar of your yeah. quotes, and I was like, okay, well, like what? what how many people are following Jerry on Instagram? Uh, Five thousand, not many. Okay, I, I I was late to the Instagram thing. Right, it's not easy to get followers. No, so you're, you know, you're pulling your people who would buy your calendar from five thousand well, people. Well, seventy thousand on Twitter and seventy thousand on Twitter. Yeah, uh, she has yeah. on Instagram uh-huh. three point nine million. <laughs> not only that, I don't think she's giving any of her money to charity. <laughs> and then on her Twitter, she has nine hundred thirty-four thousand. Yeah. yeah, I'm also guessing. She- Unlike you, she's not the one stuffing the envelopes full of calendars when she goes home from work. Why is stamps.com not working? <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of competition. Uh, there's a... Well, no, I listen, I show, I pave the way. Yeah. So if any if at any point she wants to hit me up on Instagram or, or Twitter or X, whatever we call it, and would like to send me a thank you, it's mm-hmm. it's my pleasure. I'd love to see some sort of collaboration next year where it's pictures of Paige Spiranak with, with your my quotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where you two work together. I mean, I could take the quotes right from the show. Ooh, nice jugs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just all those we- funny uh, boob drops that we have. Uh, anything. Anything. Nice Ooh. clams. <laughs> nice clams, Paige Spiranak. Any drop that Eddie has that works. Yeah. We could certainly Breasticles, insert it. <laughs> huge breasts, amazing oh, implants. Oh, my God, I'm telling you. It does appear that she has amazing implants, though. I would say that. she. All I will say is she is a beautiful woman. Amazing and implants. I would, and I will leave it Incredible there. implants. Oh, incredible implants. And I could buy a calendar. <laughs> i got to be honest. I might buy a calendar. Oh, yeah. You never know. Breast augmentation. That, mm-hmm. that did happen, though, yesterday. Stamps.com, for whatever reason, wasn't working. Yeah. So it was like, not that I had many orders yesterday to fill. <laughs> Four. Now you're way backed up. Oh, no, I'm not. I got plenty of time. <laughs> Those orders have stopped. Anyhow, I had four yesterday. So I go to buy the postage, and the money comes out of my account, but it doesn't print. So like a jackass, instead of waiting, I hit print again. There goes another five. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, right, eating right into your profits. Oh, my God. So I wound up turning it off and resetting, and then it was fine. So whoever, there was someone in Ohio I had to send a calendar to to yesterday. I spent $15 in shipping. <laughs> like, you can't make it up, I swear to God. Like when she puts out there yesterday to her 5 million combined, yes. five, how many orders do you think she gets out of 100,000? Wow. Like that. Right. I really do believe that. I think she sells a million calendars. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, you saw the photos, right? I did. I yeah. only saw one photo. That's all I needed. <laughs> right. You're in. Boing, <laughs> right boing, to boing, the boing, bathroom. Boing. <laughs> 
That's my bathroom calendar, we gotta Jerry. Go. We got. <laughs> It's a good thing you live alone. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence on My Texas Rangers. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Oh, you got like 15 seconds. So I see, uh, I saw a CBS NFL on CBS is off to their best uh, five-week start since 1998. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. How's that possible with all, like, the splitting of the audience we always talk about, how there's more things to People look at? People love the NFL. People are still loving the NFL. Oh, yeah! WFAN-FM, HD1, New York, always live on the free Odyssey app.